0: The Dallas Stars and Florida Panthers gave us a game worth the title game of the year. On today's show, I'll give you a full breakdown of last night's huge Dallas Stars win over the Florida Panthers. And then to wrap up the show, give you a preview of Saturday's matchup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All of this coming up on a Friday edition of Locked On Stars. every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars on this Friday, January 7th, the end of another week, folks, and it's uh, as if Fridays needed to be any more joyful. We are celebrating a Dallas Stars win. Uh, The boys come through in their first game back from their COVID hiatus against the Florida Panthers and get the win in dramatic fashion, uh, a 6-5 to shootout victory. Uh, Also, a game that featured Uh, Joe Thornton, longtime NHLer playing in his 1700th career NHL game. Of course, Thornton has played with Boston, Toronto, Florida, but most, uh, you know, most recognizable with the San Jose Sharks from 2005 to 2020 teammate of Joe Pavelski. Really cool. I believe uh, he's one of six players to reach that milestone. One of the best beards in the NHL, too, if I do say so myself as a man. Who has a beard? Joe Thornton's beard is one of my favorites across the NHL. So big props to Jumbo Joe uh, for the Florida Panthers. Even though the Dallas Stars kind of crashed his party by getting the big win. And we'll talk about that win here in just a second. But before we get into all the good stuff, want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked On Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast, wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. And remember, no matter where you listen, the show is always free. Be sure to rate and review the show if you like what you hear. But without any further ado, let's break down this game. And with my first segment, uh, I want to talk a little bit about some veterans on this team who uh, answered the call, to say the least. Uh, Tyler Sagan, And Jamie Ben. And before we kind of dive into that, a little bit of a backstory for context of the situation. You know, I remember back when I was in high school, and I'm sure many of you have the same as well. You played sports, whether it was football, volleyball, basketball, baseball, track and field, cheerleading, you name it. Uh, You know, a lot of people grow up playing sports throughout high school, but especially the high school I went to, football was a big deal. It was the big sport in the city I grew up in, especially at the high school I went to. It was the premier sport and um, people always talk about being excited for the season you know they're like oh i'm so excited gonna knock some heads off this season gonna you know gonna go 10 and 0 and win district and make a deep playoff run and, you know people talk and talk and talk all summer long leading up to the season but then once those practices roll around once those two a day practices roll around it's very easy to see who was all talk and who actually came prepared and lived up to what they were preaching that they were going to live up to and what they were going to deliver. It was very easy to tell on that first day of practice who had been working out throughout the summer, who had been preparing their bodies for the tough, grueling conditions of two days of practices out in the heat, hitting each other, you know, being out at practice for two or three hours at a time in the hot Texas sun. So it was very easy to tell who was all talk and who was actually about what they said they were about. And I think that this is a case for Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn that they were actually about what they said they wanted to be about coming out of this COVID break. And uh, you know, many people wanted to see the stars emerge from this hiatus with good secondary scoring options. And I believe the stars showed us last night that they have the potential to come through on that desire. You know, we saw the second line of Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, and Dennis Gurianoff. And that line was absolutely electric to watch. And I even predicted that on Twitter, said that this was going to be a very fun. Line to watch uh, and they certainly lived up to the hype all three guys found the back of the net tyler sagan gets one point jamie ben gets two and then of course dennis garyanov scores his own goal and then assists on tyler and jamie's goal uh so really really good nice from dennis garyanov probably his best not even probably without a doubt his best game of the season he easily gets my star of the game, number 34, Dennis Karyanov. Really special night for the kid, looking like the first-round draft pick that you know he was selected to be back when the Stars took him in the draft. Uh, you know, Finally, it's one game, and he's had some other nice games this season, but really, really encouraging to see out of this break Dennis Karyanov step up in the way that he did. And, of course, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan preaching all throughout this break that they're frustrated that they can't play, that they want to be back out on the ice, that they both know that they have a lot left in the tank and a lot to prove this season as far for themselves, but also just for this Dallas Stars team in general. Uh, because as much as we talk about several other guys on this team having the effect that they have, whether it's your Pavelskis, your Rupe Hintz, your Jason Robertson, guys like that. Tyler and Jamie are, are the leaders of this team, guys that have been with this team the longest. Jamie obviously wearing the C on his jersey. Tyler wearing the A on his uh, you know, even if the numbers don't always show that they're, uh, you know, leading the team in scoring, leading the team in points, these guys are the leaders of the locker room. Uh, some of and I, you know, I believe there's other guys like Rads, Klingberg, even Pavelski a little bit. But these two guys, if you're watching on YouTube, the two guys' jerseys that I have behind me, these are the undoubted leaders of this team. And, you know, really, really encouraging to see them step up in a big way. Them playing well is going to be crucial to the star success moving forward. You know, it's going to be crucial for them to keep playing well, going to be crucial for Geryanov to continue to play well. I think playing along guys like Tyler and Jamie can only be beneficiary for him as he looks to continue to grow and develop as a player in this league, as a young guy that's still up and coming in this league. and You know, we saw the Dallas Stars do something as a result of this offensive explosion from these guys, from Michael Roffel, from Jason Robertson. Uh, Super, super encouraging to see. And we saw the Stars do something that we haven't seen them do all season and that's go toe to toe with a team in a shootout we've seen some high scoring games for the stars but a lot of times those end up being blown leads for the stars or the stars score some goals in garbage time make the score look a little bit closer than it otherwise might have appeared if you watch the entire game but i can't really think of another game this season where the stars went back and forth with the team you know where the game never really felt out of reach for either team until the final horn sounded and that was certainly the case tonight you know we talk all the time about this Stars team's identity being founded in its defense. And, you know, you say, oh, if the Stars are down two or three goals, you know, they're not meant to, you know, play in these shootout type of games. And Razor and Bogorod were saying that on the broadcast throughout the game, that the Stars, you know, aren't necessarily meant for this kind of game traditionally. But last night proved different. Uh, And, of course, every now you know, you're going to have those one-off games where things don't typically trend the way that they do with a particular team. But maybe this is the Dallas Stars turning a new leaf, turning a new corner. This season, because not only did they go toe to toe with the team, they went toe to toe with one of, if not the best offensive attacks in the National Hockey League in the Florida Panthers, a team that had been playing their games as of recently, playing well as of recently. You know, they came in fresh. They came in in game shape. Uh, You know, Alexander Barkov almost gets a hat trick, scores two goals pretty early on in the game. Yet the Stars held their ground and they never really let Florida assert themselves. Uh, and dominate this game like they probably would have wanted to. Uh, I think it was easy for a lot of outsiders looking in, even myself, uh, people here on the inside, thinking that the Stars might not come away with this win. But it was really, really awesome to see the Stars team step up and answer the call and go toe-to-toe with this Florida Panthers team and practicing what they preached during this hiatus, that they were ready, they were hungry, and I think we saw that. Uh, The game was sloppy at times. Things were certainly not perfect across the board. For This team, but I don't think anyone can question the effort that they put in. They can't question their heart and they could not question the passion that the Dallas Stars showed on the ice last night. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three of your New Year's resolution, you might be thinking, it's just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're still good for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check Built.com often to see what's new. Speaking of Built.com, you can go there right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked On Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and give some love to Braden Holtby, uh, who was between the pipes for the Dallas Stars in their return to action for their first game since December 20th. And and I'm overall pleased with the way that he played. Uh, And, you know, it's kind of funny. uh, A buddy of mine was at the game, and he texted me after the, the Hornquist goal. That was the third goal of the game for the Florida Panthers. Made the game three to two in Florida's favor. Uh, And he just texted me. He just said, Holtzby sucks. Uh, That's all he said. Uh, uh, He might have said Braden sucks, something like that. Uh, You know, sarcastically, this is a guy that, uh, you know, pretty good friends with this guy. known him for quite a while. We're sarcastic with each other, always throwing, you know, things out there like that. And and I know he didn't outright mean, oh, this guy's terrible. This guy should not have gotten the start. But I just thought it was kind of a funny sequence, and I even was texting him back. Uh, You know, I was like, and I know that he doesn't suck. Uh, Because I just did an episode on this guy, you know, yesterday talking about how good he and Jake Otter have been for the Stars this season. Uh, And, you know, and what did you expect? I mean, this guy had been resting for a long time with this team, hadn't played since late December, and it's early January now, hadn't played in 16, 17 days, playing against one of the best offensive attacks in the leagues. Uh, And I I just thought it was funny, uh, you know, and of course, it was just an absolute roller coaster of emotions. That game so again i know my buddy uh, wasn't attacking braden holtby but i just thought it was you know interesting how the narrative in sports can always change because even if you know my friend was joking about the status of braden holtby you know that there were probably people saying that that they didn't like braden holtby or that he wasn't playing well and genuinely meant it while there's been other times this season that braden holtby has been lights out and those same people have probably been singing his praises and i know i'm guilty of that stuff all the time it's just crazy How the narrative of things can change in the snap of a finger in the world of sports. You know, you look at the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys destroy the Washington football team on Sunday Night Football, beat them like 56 to 14. The next week, they struggle against the Arizona Cardinals. Dak Prescott doesn't look great. Now everyone's like, oh, the Cowboys, fraudulent team. They're not even going to get out of the first round of the NFL playoffs. It might be true, but it's just funny that the week before on Sunday Night Football, they beat Washington and everyone's like, oh, this team's legit. This team could go all the way. This team can make it back to the Super Bowl. You look at the NBA. You're seeing it right now. People say LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is washed. LeBron James is too old to keep playing at a high level. The Lakers are just a bunch of fakes running around the NBA. Yet, I know come playoff time, just the way LeBron James is, he's going to get his team into the postseason, and they're going to cause a lot of trouble for the teams they run into, and the narrative's going to change. You look at the Dallas Stars, even. They win seven games in a row, myself included. People are saying, this is the stars team we've been waiting to see all season they're finally in their final form and things should be fairly smooth sailing from here shouldn't see too many more difficulties and they go on to lose five straight and I feel like people across the you know the hockey world even myself included at times we started being Debbie Downers on the Dallas Stars so the narrative seems to always shift and that's just the world of sports that's just how the world of sports works that's how things unfold and so uh, it, it's, it's tough for goalies, especially guys like Braden Holtby, who are in this profession, uh, one of the most thankless jobs in the world of sports. Whenever things go poorly, yet they'll praise your name if things go well. There's really no in between. It's very night and day with a position like that. And, you know, goalies are, you know, they're either the heroes, they're the scapegoats. And Braden Holtby did not play perfect last night by any stretch of the imagination. He did give up five goals, but I think he did just enough. You know, he fought hard. There were some stretches early in the game, especially, where things could have very well gotten out of hand for the Dallas Stars. Barkoff scores that first goal, of course. But there were several other instances where I think the Florida Panthers very easily could have scored. They could have gone into that first intermission up by three or four goals over the Stars, which at that point, who knows, if the Stars have the offensive outburst that they do later in the game to come back and even things up. I I don't think that that's how the game unfolds. If Florida takes that early three to one, four to one, four to zero type lead going into the first intermission, so Braden Holtzby deserves a lot of credit for that. He didn't play perfect. Some of the goals that he gave up, he was screened and couldn't really see the puck. That third goal, the the goal that he gave up that I just mentioned a second ago from Hornquist, uh, he was screened there. He couldn't see. There was one goal, I believe it was the fourth or fifth one. There was a weak exit of the defensive zone attempt from John Klingberg. And Florida took advantage. They eventually worked the puck around, got a good look at the net, and got the puck by Holtzby. That kind of stuff happens, uh, you know, you, and especially for a guy that's a little rusty, having to shake off the rust just like the rest of the team. I think he did really well. Florida had 18 high-danger scoring chances for, according to natural stat trick, which is quite a bit, um, in, in case, you know, if you didn't watch the game. There was a lot of moments where Florida had some really, really high-quality looks at the net, but Holtzby came through, and he was even down the stretch. Yes, he gives up the goal with 30 seconds left in the third period to tie the game up to force OT, but Florida's playing 6-on-5. Dallas could not win a faceoff to save their lives during that sequence. They could not clear the defensive zone. So, of course, it was really only a matter of time before the Florida Panthers found the back of the net in that situation. So did Holtzby play perfect? No. But it's hard to pin all of the adversity that the team was facing on the Stars. I think that the Panthers had over 40 shots on goal, so just a tough workload for Holt to be coming back, trying to ease back into things uh, to get things back to normal for this Stars team as far as their routine goes. But I think he came up big last night, really excited to see how he continues to play this season. And, you know, he's one of the many guys on this team that are representative of how this team has gone through adversity over the past several seasons. Holt to be a guy that's been counted out by so many people ever since the season ended last year for him in Vancouver People probably didn't even think he'd play in the NHL again. They thought maybe he's done. If he does play, he's going to serve as a backup and maybe only play you know, a handful of games in a season. But he's coming to Dallas, taking the number one goalie spot, and done really, really well and continuing to defy expectations despite the limitations that people are continuing to put on him. So really, really good stuff from Braden Holtby last night. He got the job done. Wasn't always pretty, but he did just enough to help the boys in Skyline Green get the W. today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022 a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website is where you can sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And to close out this Friday edition of Locked on Stars, going to send you on your way with a quick, preview of saturday's matchup between the dallas stars and the pittsburgh penguins a matinee game at the american Airlines center the dallas stars next games next two games coming this weekend on saturday and sunday are in the afternoon a lot of people going to be relaxing this weekend that's typically what most people do on saturday and sunday they take it easy not working not too many worries just kind of relaxing hanging out with family hanging out with friends not a care in the world but that is not the case for the dallas stars this weekend not only will they be working and playing games, they have two very tough opponents ahead of them and just a really tough travel schedule. Um, As I mentioned, they'll be playing Saturday afternoon at home, but they'll be playing the red-hot Pittsburgh Penguins, who have won 10 games in a row. And then after that, they're going to hit the road right after travel to St. Louis and take on their friends, the Blues, for the fourth time this season. But let's talk about this Pittsburgh matchup because it's going to be really, really different from what we saw Uh, back at the start of the season to end that four-game road trip where the Stars were victorious in a 3-2 to shootout game. Uh, Really interesting. The Stars have only been in three shootout games this season. Pittsburgh, Winnipeg, and, of course, last night, Florida, the Stars are 2-1 and in shootout so far this season. So maybe we'll see this game go to a shootout again. But I, I don't know if we'll see that. But I think it will be a very, very close and tight game. But the Penguins coming into this game, like I said, winners of 10 straight dating all the way back to December 4th, four to one win over Vancouver, six to one over the Seattle, four to two over Washington, 1-0 over Anaheim, 5-2 over Montreal, three to two over Buffalo and OT, three to two over New Jersey, five postponed games after that. Then they picked things back up in January with an eight to five win over San Jose, a five to three win over St. Louis on Wednesday, and then a six to two win in Philadelphia last night against the Flyers for their 10th straight. W, And over this streak, they've had several different guys lead the way. It hasn't just been one dude, typically not how the world of hockey works, but several guys have been contributing to the success of this team. Of course, Sidney Crosby, as well as Jake Gunsel, Uh, Two goals in the last game Gunsel had uh, with 10 points. He and Crosby both 10 points over this win streak. 10 wins in a row, 10 points for the streak. Guys like Brian Rust, uh, Latang are big threats as well. Who you know these guys have been dealing. Also, as of late, um, lots of big names on this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Some of these guys we didn't even see in this first matchup back in October, like Crosby, like Rust. But of course, the the Stars top line is one that we always talk about really well: Pavelski, Hintz, uh, Robertson. But uh, you know, Pittsburgh has a really good top line of their own with Rust, Gunsel, and Crosby. Uh, they've combined for 11 goals and 12 assists in the last three pittsburgh penguin games so they're coming in on fire similar to how you know the dallas stars top line was rolling during their win streak now this top line has really hit their stride not just in this win streak but especially over these last three games i mean that's insane 11 goals 12 assists but it's not just on offense that they're playing well both their guys that play between the pipes are having a pretty good run on this streak as well Tristan Jari has a 0.926 save percentage and Casey Smith, Casey DeSmith, excuse me, has a 0.93 save percentage. Both of these guys have been phenomenal. Not entirely sure who we'll see in the net. I do believe that Jari played on Thursday night. So a little bit of time to rest for these guys. One day, tribal day, not entirely sure who we'll see, but whoever we see going to be a daunting task for the Dallas stars offensively, no matter who they see in the crease for the pins. But As I said, to open this segment, I think this game is going to be challenging. But I think this game has the potential to be a lot of fun like this recent game against Florida. You know, the Stars have been very, very good at home this season, and they've been very good at home against really, really good competition. Pittsburgh, again, another really, really good team coming into the AAC. And the Stars have had a knack for breaking streaks, breaking hearts, breaking records, if you will, for the really good teams that come into the American Airlines Center, whether it's Colorado, Edmonton, you name it. Uh, The Stars are typically going to fight hard against the top teams in the NHL whenever they're on home ice. Uh, Yeah, and uh, just as far as predictions go, I'm going to be crazy, and I'm going to predict that the Stars win another thrilling game. I'm going to predict this one ends with the score 4-3. to I think it has the potential to go to overtime. I'm not going to predict overtime, but it's certainly if the Stars play the way that they have, uh, you know, recently, the way that they played last night against the Panthers, and if Pittsburgh comes in continuing to do what they do, this game could be a very, very exciting fireworks kind of game. So I'm predicting four to three with Alexander Radulov scoring the first goal. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Stars. Thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Now, come make your second listen of the day at the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to go check them out before this weekend's big action with NFL games on tap. NFL Week Eight team won't want to miss it. Be sure to get your bets in and be sure to listen to the Locked On Bets podcast to get all the information that you need. Be sure to also follow and subscribe to the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. It's always free, and you can always rate and review the show. So thank you guys that do those things. Be sure to tune in on Monday as we'll be coming in with all the breakdowns of Saturday's game as well as Sunday's game against the St. Louis Blues. Have a great weekend, Stars fans, and we will see you back here on Monday.